KMTT. And it's Tuesday. Today's shit will be given by Rav Yonatan Snowball. In the preparation of this week's shear, um, I was privileged to be helped by my wife, Atara Snowbell. Um, may the shear be dedicated to her having a good and easy delivery, Karov, and a good recovery, Bezrat Hashem. Parashat Amor is a very rich parasha. We have the laws of Kohanim, we have Chagim. We have a story even at the end, which is unusual to Sefer Vaikra. Um, nonetheless, uh, being at uh, Parshat Amor always falls out in Sefer Talmud. It's hard to be pulled, to not to be pulled into re-looking into the into the Parshat Sefer Talmud and understanding its uh, significance. In the retzif of how things work in the Parshat HaMoadim, we start off, of course, with Chag HaPesach. From Chag HaPesach, <coughs> we move to the second day of Pesach. The second day of Pesach, we bring the Korban HaOmer, what's called Mimochorat HaShabbat, the day after Yontiv. We bring the Korban HaOmer, and then the Torah tells, tells us the following, Usfartem lachem Mimochorat HaShabbat, Miyom haviachem et Omer atenufa, Sheva Shabbatot temimot tiyena. Ad Mimochorat HaShabbat HaShvit isperu chamishim yom, Mikartem mincha chadasha laHashem. The Torah tells us, from that day after the Yom Tov, the Yom Tov Rishon of Chag HaMatzot, the day, i.e. the day that we bring the Korban HaOmer, we are to count Sheva Shabbatot Tumimot and on the 50th day, V'yikavtem Incha Chadasha LaHashem, and of course that 50th day, the Torah tells us, Ukratem Be'etzem HaYom HaZeh Mikra Kodesh Yalachem, Komolechat Abodah Lo Tasuch, Ukrat Olam Bechom Moshvotechem Lodorotechem. On the 50th day, we make it Yom Tov, we call it of course, we call it Chag Shavuot, and that's what happens on the 50th day of Sefirah Tomer. Um, Sefirah Omer is not the only mitzvah of counting we have in the Torah. We have two other episodes in the Torah of a mitzvah of Sefirah, and it is the, the idea of counting of Sefirah, which I'd like to examine in the Shira today. Um, the first example is essentially two, which are one, uh, the Zav and the Zava. Uh, at the end of Parshat Metzorah, we read about the Zav. The Zav is, of course, uh, a man who has uh, an unusual issue coming from his body. Um, and the Torah tells us the following. So he's Tameh, we know, and uh, it's a very Chamur Tumah, Tumat Zav. He has a unique uh, situation where a Zav, in order to be Tahor, has to bitovel in a mayan of mayim chayim he can't bitovel in a mikveh in any case the Torah tells us the following in Perak Tadvav Pasuk Yud Gimel v'chi itar hazav mizovo v'safar lo shivat yamim letahorato v'chi bes begadav v'achatz besar b'mayim chayim v'taher when the zav is nitar mizovo it's interesting the Torah uses the word tahara at this point it's not tahara in the halachic sense it means when the zav, the ziva, the issue that's coming out of his body, stops coming out, so then he counts, the safar lo shivat yamim litahorato, he counts seven days from the time that the issue stopped coming out of his body, and then at the end of the seventh day, verachatz b'sarob emayim chayim v'taher, he, according to halacha, is tovel in ma'ayan um, ma'im uh, chayim, and then he becomes tahor. 
Similarly, in the continuation of the parak, we learn about azava. Azava, to be contrasted with a nida. Nida is a woman who has her period at the regular time where she should be expecting it. Azava is a woman who ha, who's, who's seeing blood not at the time she should be expecting it. As the Pasuk says in Perak Tedvav Pasuk Nidata. So, again, we're talking about something unusual. So she's Tame'a. And then the Torah says something similar as it says regarding the Zav. Ve'im tahara Again, the word tahara here is, is, is interesting because it's not a halachic tahara. She's not, she doesn't become pure when she stops bleeding. But it's, what it means is the im tahara mizova, when she stops bleeding. Then, then she counts seven days and then she can become pure. Of course, we know from halacha that that means going to the mikveh and becoming tahara. So the first example of counting in the Torah is the Zav and the Zava, which I'm counting as one example, because they're essentially identical. The one is in a man, the one is in a woman. The issue that's coming out of the body is different in each case, but that's irrelevant to us for our purpose right now. They're counting seven days after the cessation of the issue coming out of the body, and then they can be, in the case of the Zav, Tovel and Amayan, in the case of the Zava, Tovel also in a mikveh, tovel in a mikveh, and then they're tehorim. So that's number one, the counting of the seven days. The second example, of course, is Sfirat Omer, which we've mentioned at the beginning of the year from our parasha. And finally, the last example is in next week's parasha, Parashat Behar, where we count the 49 years to reach Yovel. Uh, the Pesukim in Perak Hafein Vayikra, Pesuk Chet, begin, V'safarta lecha, Sheva Shabbatot Shanim, Sheva Shanim, Sheva Pamim, V'hayu lecha, Yemei Sheva Shabbatot Shanim, Teisha V'abaim Shana, V'havarta Shofar Tura, B'chodesh Hashvi, B'asor L'chodesh, B'yom HaKippurim, T'aviru Shofar B'chol Arzachem, V'kidashtem, Et Shanat HaChamishim Shana, U'kratem Deror B'arz L'chol Yoshua, Yovel Tiyalachem, V'shavtem Ish L'chuzato, V'ish Al-Mishpachto Toshuvu. So, Again, we have counting similar to Sfirat Omer, where we have 7 times 7, 49, and the 50th is significant, whereas in Sfirat Omer, it's 7 days times 7 days, which gets us to 49, and the 50th day is Chag HaShavuot. In, in, in Parshat Behar, in, in the Sfirat of the Shanim, of Shemitot and Yovlim, we're counting 7 years, 7 times, a total of 49, to reach the 50th year, and the 50th year is a significant year, and that's Shnat HaYovel. Now, the question, the most basic question which I think must be asked when dealing with this idea of Sfira is why do we need to have Sfira at all? And I'd like to um, explain this question in two different ways to make the question very clear. We'll start not from Sfira to Omar, we'll start from Tuma in general. Zav and Zava are not the only examples of a need to wait seven days in order to become Tahor. In fact, most of the Tumot we're familiar with, there is a component of, many of them, I'm not sure if it's most, we have a component of seven days and then uh, a Tahara process. Nida is Tmea for seven days and then she goes to the Mikvah. Of course, we're referring to a Nida Doraita. That essentially a woman, according to the Torah law, she sees blood, 
at the time of her period. For seven days, she's tmea, whether she sees blood for one day or six days or seven days or five days. At the end of the seventh day, she can go to the mikveh as long as she stopped bleeding. Amit we've read in the parashiot previously about waiting seven days and another seven days. And tamemet is also, he's tamemet for seven days, and he goes through the process of tahara. He also has some sort of processes during the seven days as well. Seven days is not unique to Zav and Zava in any case. And yet, how do I know that seven days have passed in the case of Anida or a Mitzorah or a Tamemet? What do I do? I count seven days. I know if I was I started being Tameh on Monday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, seven days. I counted seven days on my finger, that's how I know that seven days have passed. Yet, the Torah doesn't say in the case of Nida and Mitzorah and Tememet to count seven days. It tells you you have to wait seven days. Every intelligent human being understands when, it, when, when the Torah tells you to wait seven days that you count seven days. And that's how you know that seven days have passed. Why did the Torah specifically need to tell us in the case of Zav and Zava to count Seven days. Or why didn't the Torah tell us to count seven days in all the other examples? It seems, it's apparent, that counting seven days is something unique. It's not just telling you let seven days pass, because in all the other places the Torah doesn't tell us to count seven days, and it means seven days pass, we all know how to count seven days. And the question has to be asked about Sfirat Omer. And uh, and Sfirat Shmitin Ve'Yovlot, we could have just said um, the fiftieth day after the Korban Omer is Chag Shavuot. We all would have known how to get to the fiftieth day. We would have counted fifty days, but the Torah formalizes it into a mitzvah of counting. And in Sfirat Omer, in one moment, I'm going to strengthen that point. Uh, and so, and likewise, in Shnat Hashmit and the Shmitin and Yovlot, the Torah could have said. After counting seven, uh, after getting to Shemitah seven times, you get to the fiftieth year. It's Yovel. You don't have to have a mitzvah of counting the uh, the forty nine years to get to the fiftieth year. We we can say the fiftieth year is Kadosh, and we'll all figure out how to get there. The, the Torah is filled with times and dates all the time. It says on the fifteenth day of Nisan of the Chodesh Harishon we have Chagamatzot. Did the Torah say count fifteen days from Rosh Chodesh Nisan in order to get to the fifteenth day, and that's the Torah didn't say that. We see from all of this that the counting is not a technical need in order to get to the time. Because most of the time, the Torah tells us a time or a date, and the Torah understands that as intelligent human beings, we can figure out how to calculate that time without telling us to count it. So, when the Torah actually tells us to count Seven days in the case of Zav and Zavah, 49 days in the case of Sfirat Omar, or 49 years in the case of Yovel, the Sfirah, the act of counting, is a significant one. And it's not just a technical tool in order to, to figure out when the day or the year is. This is even strengthened furthermore when we look at Chag HaShavuot. Chag HaShavuot we know, is the 50th day, 50th day of Sfirat HaOmer. Now, it's interesting to note that 
according to the majority of Rishonim, the Rambam, he, the Rambam being the the uh, exception here, Sfirata Omer in our days, where we don't bring Korban HaOmer in the Beit HaMikdash, is Midi Rabbanan. In other words, when I count Sfirata Omer tonight, when I counted last night 27 days to Sfirata Omer, According to most of the Rishonim, I was fulfilling a mitzvah de Rabbanan. According to the Rambam, even Bismanazeh, when there's no Korban Omer, Sfirat Omer is Mina Torah de Oraita. But according to most Rishonim, it's the Rabbanan. Because Sfirat Omer is connected to Korban HaOmer, and since we don't bring a Korban HaOmer, Sfirat Omer is not Mina Torah, it's only Mid Rabbanan. That being the case, if I'm only counting Sfirat Omer Mid Rabbanan, does that mean Chaga Shavuot is Mid Rabbanan? Because if I didn't, mean a Torah it means I didn't really count Sfirat HaOmer. So does that mean the 50th day, Chag HaShavuot is Darabanan? And does that mean that if I do a Malacha that's prohibited on Chag HaShavuot, that's only an Isur Darabanan? Everybody, it's, 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 it's obvious to everybody, the Chag HaShavuot, Gambi's Manazeh, is Doraita. Even though Sfirat Omer is Drabanan. And why is that? And, and everybody points to the Pasuk which I read previously uh, in Parakav Gimon Pasuk Kafal. Ukratem be'etzam ayom azem ikrakodesh yelachem komalechet avodah lo ta'asu chukat olam b'chomosh vatechem u'dorotechem. The stress being on Ukratem be'etzam ayom azem. The 50th day in any case is a mikrakodesh. Chukat olam b'chomosh vatechem u'dorotechem. It's trying to tell you in any case, even if you don't have Sfirat Omer, ledorotechem b'chomosh vatechem. Wherever you will be, wherever, whatever time you'll be, whether there's a Beit Hamikdash, whether there isn't a Beit Hamikdash, Chag Shavuot is Chag Shavuot b'chol mikra. Min haTorah. So you see from this, if Sfirat Omer is derabanan and not deoraita. We do not need Sfirat Omer in order to reach Chag Shavuot. We don't need to count 49 days in order to reach Shavuot. Shavuot is going to happen on the 50th day Mikre. Why? Because we all can figure out what the 50th day after the second day of Chag HaMatzot is without counting every night with a bracha. Sfirah, the purpose of Sfirah is not a technical calculation to figure out when the time I'm supposed to do something is. So now, after we've explained this, we have to ask ourselves, what then is Sfirah? I think, at least the way I thought things through, the best place to start is from Zava and Zav. I ask ourselves, what is it that they're counting, and how is it that they're different from the other Tme'im? So everybody knows from uh, from uh, married life and whoever's learned Hilchot Nida because today Bismanazeh, uh, women are machmir that every time they see blood that they they deal with themselves as, as if they're a zava. So they count seven seven days. And what are these seven days called? Shiva Nikim, seven clean days. And what does this process involve? And of course, this is the parallel process which a zav, if a, if a man became a zav, would go through the same process. What is counting seven days? They're checking themselves throughout those seven days. A woman knows that during Shevan Akim, of course, depending on whatever the circumstances are, she's checking herself to see if she is continuing to bleed. Is she really t- 
taharami zova, that you really stop bleeding. So the seven days is not just letting seven days pass. Each and every one of those days, she's following that process of seeing if those seven days are really seven days of clean days. And similarly to the Zav, each day that is going by, he's counting. What does it mean he's counting? He's checking each and every day. Each and every day is a significant day. He's following the process. Let's contrast that with some of the other Tumot. Anida is completely uninterested in what's happening during those seven days. As we said previously, Anida mina Torah, she is Tme'ah for seven days, regardless, from the day that she saw blood, regardless of whether she saw blood for one day, two days, five days, or even seven days, as long as she stops bleeding before nightfall on the seventh day, she can go to mikvah. In other words, she's not following the process during the seven days. The seven days are given to her to wait. She's not interested in what happens each and every day. She just knows she has to wait seven days. At the end of the seven days, she has to know that she stopped bleeding and she can go to the mikvah. But she is not following the process. The zava each and every day, has to see what's going on. If she sees blood in the middle of the seven days, it makes a difference. If the zav sees an issue in the middle of the seven days, it makes a difference. It stops the sfira. Sfira means, we see from here, going, following the process. We're not just letting seven days pass and finding out what happens at the end. We are following each and every day. What's an example of this from everyday life? There's two types of medical procedures I can go through, where the doctor will say, come back to me in a week. In one procedure, he'll give me a shot in the arm, and he'll say, come back to me in a week, we'll see how the medicine works. I don't do anything, and at the end of the seven days, I come to the doctor, and the doctor checks to see if my blood pressure improved as a result of the shot that he gave me. Second example is, the doctor gives me a regimen to do over the next seven days. Over the next seven days, I want you to take these two pills, and I want you to do 45 minutes of exercise, and I want you to eat these and this and this food, and at the end of seven days, we're going to check how you are. In the first process, the seven days just have to pass. I'm not involved with the process. In the second process, each and every day of the seven days, I'm involved in the process in order to reach the end of the process. And if I don't take the pills and I don't do the exercise and I don't eat the proper foods, we're not going to get to the, to the end of the seven days properly. Similarly, the Zav and Zava are intimately involved in each and every day of the process of seven days. It's not just allowing seven days to pass, it's following those seven days and being involved in those seven days. I'm going to skip to Shemitin Vyovlot right now so we can end with Svirat HaOmer, which is most significant to us right now being in the middle of Svirat HaOmer. Yovel is the year of freedom. The two most significant, significant ideas or halachic ideas that happen in Yovel is we don't work the land, and all land goes back to the real owner, and Avadim go free. Yovel is the quintessential example of all men, all people being equal in the eyes of God. There are no rich people, there are no poor people, there are no slaves, everybody is equal. There are no classes, everybody who was once rich because they, had, they bought up lots of land over Yovel gives it all back. Everybody who is a misken 
and had to sell himself into slavery. He goes into freedom, he gets his land back. That's what Yovel is. There are no classes, everybody's equal. This could be a once in 50 year occurrence, idea, that says uh, every 50 years, okay, everybody, everybody, every 50 years, everybody goes free, everybody gives the land back. When the Torah tells us to count every year towards the Yovel, the Torah is telling us to follow the process. Don't just let Yovel be something that happens at the end of 50 years. Let the ideals of Yovel, while they may not be we may not be able to bring them into reality all the time, or most of the time. Most of the time, society lives in a way where there are classes, where there are richer people and poorer people. There are people who, are, who are, need to sell themselves into slavery. There are people who need to sell their land because they don't have enough money. It's true. In reality, in reality, we could say, there's a need for some sort of capitalistic system. But when the Torah tells us that on the 50th year there's Yovel, and that we have to count every single year towards Yovel, it means set your sights on Yovel, follow the process towards Yovel, so that Yovel is not just an idle incident at the end of the 50th year when you, when you reach the 50th year, but it carries your... It sets the tone for all of the 50 years. We're counting all the time towards Yovel. We are remembering throughout the 49 years before Yovel, Ukratem, Dror, Ba'aretz, Lechol, Yoshveha. The Torah is telling us, even if for 49 years out of 50, I have to allow a capitalistic system, for, excuse me for the lack of a more accurate term, but I'll use terms that everybody's familiar with, you have to understand that really, deep down, it's a socialistic system which is correct. Every man is equal, everybody is, deserves an equal opportunity. And even though I can only implement this in the 50th year, once in a lifetime for most of us, I'm commanding you to count all the years towards Yovel to make you understand at the back of your mind that everybody is equal before God, that everybody is equal amongst each other. And even if at this point, for, for whatever reasons, Plony has to be on top and Almoni has to be on the bottom, really you should know everybody are my Avadim. Kadosh Baruch Hu is saying, everybody are my Avadim, everybody is equal before me, everybody is the same. And no one's better because they have more, and nobody's worse because they have less. And again, by telling us, by the Torah telling us to count the 50 years, it's not just saying this is an occurrence that happens once in every 50 years that everybody's equal, but the rest of the time everybody's not equal. It's saying count every year. Realize that the, the ideal of Yovel, while it's implemented once in the 50 years, It is the ideal it should be in the back of our minds throughout the 50 years. And that's how we treat our fellow person. When we're on the top of the scale and we're looking at the people below us, we really understand deep down Yovel. We really understand that there are equals. Finally, we come to Svirata Omer. As we said and as we've proven, the Torah could have very easily told us 
to establish the 50th day as Chag HaShavuot without telling us Sefirat HaOmer. By telling us to do Sefirat HaOmer, it's telling us to follow this process. Not to just allow Chag HaShavuot to appear on the 50th day, but to follow the process from Chag HaMatzot to Chag HaShavuot and create the real atmosphere for Chag HaShavuot. And this is expresses itself in two different ways. Of course, as we know, in the Torah, Chag HaShavuot is not Chag Matan Torah. There's no, there's no mention of it. And Chag HaShavuot, and this is something I believe that we discussed last year on Parshat Amor, is the movement from the Korban Omer, which is a Korban from the Seorim, the Ramam tells us, Halachal Moshe Misinai, to the Shtei Chametz, that are brought on Chag HaShavuot, which are brought from the Chita. This, the time of Sfirat HaOmer agriculturally is a significant time. It's the time where, depending on the temperatures and the winds, the, the, the success of the essential crop, chita, chita is what humans ate, the seora, which was, which was brought, the korbana omer was essentially food for animals, the chita is food for man, that's bread, that's the most basic food. During Sfirat omer, that time of year, agriculturally, it's determined whether or not the crop is going to succeed. Now, we can stand back and hope that everything will be okay, or we can pray, and we can daven, and we can tend to our fields, and we can follow the process and be involved in the process. Um, my father-in-law always, always tells us, reminds us, of course, that according, based on, according to the Zohar, the entire Sefirah Tomer is Yemedin, it's not about Avelut, according to the Zohar, it's about Yemedin, and as a result of that, and this is how my father-in-law practices, there's no shaving during Sefirah Tomer at all. Not Rosh Chodesh, not Lagba Omer, not Yom Ha'atzma'ut. It's 49 Yemedin, not till Erev Shavuot. Because we're following this process. Are, are we going to have food on the table this year? We're not just watching from afar and saying, in another 50 days it's going to be Chag Shavuot, Chag Katsir. At that time, the wheat crop will be ready. Let's let's hope everything will be okay. No, the Torah tells us Usfartem Lachem Imochorata Shabbat Sheva Shabbatot Follow each and every day. You are in Deen, you are following this process. Are is there going to be a crop? Is there going to be chita? You're not gonna sit by idly, you are gonna be involved. And follow this process till the culmination of the process on the fiftieth day of Chaga Katsir, when you see if you succeeded, if Hashem answered our prayers, if we managed to bring out a crop, if we're going to have bread on the table this year. Of course, there's the second half of Chaga Shavuot, which is Chag Matan Torah. We are Yosemi Mitzrayim on Tedvav Nisan, and the day after Yitziat Mitzrayim, Tedzai Nisan, we, count, we start counting Sfirat HaOmer, till we reach the 50th day. And Chazal teach us that when Bnei Israel got out of Mitzrayim, they were they they were at the lowest point, Memtet Sha'arei Tumah, 49th level of Tumah. 
And in order to get the Chag, from Chag HaMatzot to Chag HaShavuot, 50 days have to pass by. Are we going to sit back in our chairs and look at the calendar and just wonder when the 50th day is going to come up? The Torah tells us, Usvartem lachemi mochorat HaShabbat. You are going to count each and every day from Chag HaMatzot to Chag HaShavuot. You are going to rise up from the Memtet Sharei Tumah. You are going to be ready for Chag Matan Torah. Chag Matan Torah is just not going to land from outer space on the 50th day out of nowhere. You are going to count each and every day and reach Chag Matan Torah. You are going to strive for Chag Matan Torah. You are going to desire, you are going to want Chag Matan Torah and you are going to be ready for Chag Matan Torah. We have 49 days to prepare ourselves, to elevate ourselves towards Chag Matan Torah. We see from this, from all that we've seen, is that Sirah is a very, very unique and beautiful mitzvah where the Torah makes us more involved than we might have actually thought to be involved. The Zav and Zavar are checking themselves for seven days. We are reminding ourselves of Yovel throughout the 49 years when it's not Yovel. And we are preparing towards Chag HaShavuot, whether it's praying that the deen of the Tfu'ah is a successful deen and we have bread on the table, or whether it is preparing ourselves for Chag HaShavuot, for Chag Matan Torah, to make sure that there's spiritual bread on the table for the entire year. Shabbat Shalom.